Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's Drugged Up Man on the Post Extra Time, where a bloodless coup has taken place. I am Adam, I'm here with probably the least drugged up Scott, how are you? I'm very well, I've, t- I've taken a couple of carbs, so I'm alright. Yeah, that's just mellowed, mellowed you out, Yeah, right? that's just for anxiety. That's could put it in a brownie. Just, yeah. <laughs> just be nice and chilled. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got non-migraine suffering, maybe still... Hopefully not migraine suffering, Jesse. No, I think about a minute ago it hit my bloodstream. Okay. We're great. Yeah. You guys. It's all just it's all it's all up from here. You are like like they should market this man in the post as just migraine meds. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just rack up the price. Yeah. I've seen how this works. Yeah, you're like pharmaceutical. We sell it to the NHS for like five p, but we sell it to the Americans for five hundred pounds. Please, and you're not covered by insurance. No, no, no. You can have it for free. Mates, mates rates. <laughs> and in a, a medically induced, I don't know, knock and well, can't move, can you, I must say? <laughs> um, not without hurting myself. <laughs> so... Uh, just remember for every noise, Emma, every contribution Emma's making to this podcast for you guys, she's putting herself through the physical pain barrier. I am. I deserve danger money. Danger money. We don't have any danger money. Not until we start selling this to the Americans. <laughs> just market it as a COVID vaccine to Trump. You'll make millions. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been already had it, though. So he is the cure, as we've said. I don't want to go up against Trump vac- Trump vaccine. That's definitely going to be a thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Trump, <laughs> Trump branded vaccines. <laughs> right. So as it's the international break, and apparently no one apart from Scott, who's pretending to be Scottish, <laughs> cares about international football. Oh, no, apart- I'm I'm Norwegian right now. Okay. Jesse's very aware that there's a Uruguayan game on later, but at the moment. Nothing. Spain played yesterday, Emma. Did you watch it? No. No, of course not. England are on now. England are on now as well, and I couldn't tell you what's going on. So we're going to do our around the Premier League in sixty minutes. So ready? We've three minutes each team. We move on as we go. Are you ready? Are we all ready? Yes. We are as ready as Tammy Abraham at her surprise party. Exactly right. Ready? Three minutes. Three minutes starting now, Scott. Start us off on Crystal Palace. Ow, that hurt. I smashed my elbow. <laughs> That's a good start. Um, started well. Won at Old Trafford. It was quite poor against Chelsea. Um, 
Then they bought OKS. They bought Eze in from QPR. And, but I don't know how Roy's going to play him. Is he going to play him from the start? Will Saha still in the team? Um, Hodgson four four two. Is it gonna? Is he gonna survive the season? I, I'm not sure. As I said on another podcast, I'm not sure if Roy Hodgson's gonna survive. How, how many games have they played? Four. But as things stand, there's another. If things keeps keep us out, he's got to, he's got to take the knee at least another thirty four times. I did and feel sorry no for him. him I did feel sorry for him for some banter accounts uh, who took the piss out of him for taking the knee because it was incredible it was yeah. it was of course he should and it was be great that he did and unless he is you know some of us and says oops i can't get up help me <laughs> but just have a little just have a little man standing next to him who can just sort of casually like you know just like use the arm to just gently have yeah, just do it. Here behind him he could reach back and push himself up i He's sprier than he looks, yeah. I think. Um, the best part... I think, I, think, I, think, I think if he takes the knee and there's a stiff breeze, we might never see him again. <laughs> Oof. Wow. Um, I did like them beating Man United. That was that was quite banterous and quite funny this season because Man United are just a horribly, horribly run club. And that made my day, my week, my month and my year. We're Crystal Palace focused now. Man United's three minutes are coming up, Scott. That's fine. Can, but Palace... Palace will be okay. They started well. I think the defeat on uh, Saturday at Chelsea may hit them hard, but they'll be okay. How Emma, we... thoughts on Crystal Palace? It's difficult to have thoughts on Crystal Palace, I know. Yeah, why are you making me think about Crystal Palace? Um, well, they're really boring, aren't they? Yeah. They play in the worst place in the Premier League. Well, Brixton, it's not Brixton, it's... um. We famously don't have... It's Croydon. Croydon, yeah. But the extra time famously doesn't have a very strong Burnley appeal, so I'm not sure if it's the worst place in the Premier League. <laughs> One of the worst One places. Of, yeah. I'll give you that. I hate the stadium. And I've made that, that, that view abundantly clearer on this show if, multiple times. If they've replaced the Eagle, then I will like them more. <laughs> What if they replace the eagle with Gunnosaurus? <laughs> no, Mesut Ozil already saved Gunnosaurus. We've, we're getting there. I think it's just Mesut Ozil in the costume now. <laughs> what if Crystal Palace replaced the eagle with Mesut Ozil? And that's their new mascot. He's expensive. That's it. We're out of time Crystal Palace. Oh. We're on to Aston Villa. Jesse, what have you got on Aston Villa? Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, I mean, that was... Wait, do I have to stay on Aston Villa or can I talk right. about... Cool. Yeah, you, you have to stay on Aston Villa. Jesus. All right. Um, they just done something glorious, Jesse. They've no, just I know it's glorious. Amazing. Talk about that. And, so, our... and one of our podcast hosts didn't even watch the game. It's. I know. Okay, so um, Ollie Watkins, like, hello, where'd you come from? And can you stay there? That's fantastic and great. Russ Barkley, did I even know you were playing at Aston Villa? Okay, welcome and good job. But really, Jack Grealish is so distracting to me for this particular reason. And Adam, you're going to kick me off this podcast because it is a musical. And here you go. If anybody has seen the musical gem Newsies starring Christian Bale, they should, first of all. But Jack Grealish is the spitting image of 
spot Brooklyn Conlin. And every time I see him, I just want him to take a little slingshot out of his cute little back pocket and start singing about Brooklyn and newsboys and unions. And then he just, you know, goes and scores two goals, which is also good. But like, I'm just outrageously distracted by that. So moral of the story is great job, Aston Villa. Keep doing this because it's surprising every time. Also, turn yourselves into a musical. Didn't see that coming. Right? Didn't see no. that coming. <laughs> Shocked are you. That's why I'm here. It's the only reason. Um, I'm a big fan of Ross Barkley. I always, always have been. And especially when he turns into Agent Barkley. <laughs> I wonder um, why. I do believe I predicted that he was going to win the game for Aston Villa on last week's podcast. I feel feel win the game might be a stretch when Ollie Watkins scores a yeah. scores a hat trick. <laughs> but Aston Villa are currently second in the Premier League, which is mental, right? Wait, are we not allowed to talk about Liverpool yet? Like, no. Okay, never mind. Never mind. No, not against the rules. I won't against do it. Against the rules, yeah. Okay. I don't care what they do for the rest of the season. They've done a beautiful thing for all of us. <laughs> and they should be given the team of the season award and <laughs> everything that comes with it. They should they, they deserve all the prizes. Yeah, just give yeah. them all the prizes right now. I don't care if they get relegated and they don't win another game. What they did for us on Sunday. Well, that's going to stay with us for a, a good exactly. decade. They yeah. made memories. And you know what? They deserve it. <laughs> all of us, I think. <laughs> Scott, they've already got nine points, so are we, are we saying Aston Villa are safe? They <laughs> uh, think they need to get six more and they beat Derby's record. I think they could see that happening quite soon. Right, okay, but beating Derby's record, I don't think is they've got their goal. No, no, definitely not. Uh, their goal is to. Teams need to dream bigger than that, mate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, they'll, they'll be fine. Right, so. Carry us on, Scott. We're moving on to their their fellow black country. Oh, I got in trouble for this last time. Oh, my God, yeah. Not fellow black country. Wolves. Tell me about Wolves. Oh, what a team. But have they sold players? Have, well, they have sold players. They have sold players. Have they sold too many players? No. Um, they splashed the cash on a player that I thought wouldn't cost them that much, and that's in Emma's territory, in uh, Nelson Semedo. Um I watched a bit of the Fulham game on Sunday and they struggled to beat down a team who I reckon will finish on less points than what Derby did um, about 12, 13 years ago. But without the have to worry about the games in Europe, I think they will just mainly concentrate on trying to get a top six spot in Europe. Are Wolves going to become this, this club now where every year that they don't have Every year they don't have European football. We're going to say, oh, could they finish in the Champions League? Mm-hmm. And every year they won't do it, but they'll finish in the Europa League. League. Yeah. And then every year they finish in the Europa League, they'll finish outside of Europe the next season. Yeah. Is that their their corner? It's a familiar position. I'm I'm quite comfortable with it. I've I've been there before. Is that their mo? Well, it used to, it used to be David Moyes' mo. <laughs> um. <clears throat> thoughts on Nelson Semedo, Emma? Because Scott's right, a lot of money, and for some reason, without you signing some sort of Wolves player for 20 million going the other way, I didn't think deals like that happened anymore. I think we only do a creative accountancy with Italian teams. Ah, okay. <laughs> I love Nelson Smedo. I think he's great. He's Is much he great, maligned. Though? Shut up. No, no, no. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It was a question. <laughs> 
Was it was it an actual question or was it easy though? No, it's an actual question. <laughs> he is. He's much. He he got a lot of shit that he didn't deserve. I mean, I don't know if he'll be any good for wolves, but <laughs> I like him and I miss him. Yeah, but we know, we're, we're not, we're not, we can't get into why you miss him at the moment. <laughs> This is the Premier League. We haven't got. An, it's not an hour on Barcelona's right back situation. <laughs> it's not the right back. I've got a problem. Well, no, it is. It is the right back. Yeah, it is. <laughs> let's not. Let's not pretend. So, why did you get in trouble for saying it was the black country? Oh, uh, it was with Simon, and one of them's Birmingham, and it's different, apparently. Okay, so they are they black country adjacent. I think I think that Wolves are in the black country, but I don't think Aston Villa really are. Scott, Who cares? Scott apparently knows. I'm just googling it, so I'm just. Uh, it's all right. We're up. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, Jesse, <laughs> Leicester, go. Oh, um, I don't like saying nice things about Leicester, and I'm annoyed that they're making me say nice things about Leicester. So, oh, I don't have to this time. They lost. Well, you can talk about all of their games. We're not just talking about the recent game. You can talk about anything. You can no, no, say I, as many. You can I say like, they're rubbish and they've sold all their good players. No, no, I, I enjoy when they lose because I, I don't like saying nice things about them because Jamie Vardy still pisses me off. Um, and they sacked Claudio. And they sacked Claudio. Um, honestly, truthfully, this is terrible. I didn't watch them against West Ham. I don't remember why I didn't. So give because me something. It's West to Ham. Why would you have watched them against West Ham? No yeah, one expected that like result. Either one of these teams, so it felt like maybe this was the one break that I took. Maybe I walked my dog during this match. I, uh, I think there was just a bit more medication, and this was a, a down, a bit of downtime. Was that sort of like sleepy yeah. Jesse? Yeah, Lester. So, Lester, thank you for the nap time. This, this is when I take my drugs. Scott, help her out. I also didn't watch this game on... Well, you don't have to be this game. Yeah, I know. Come on, we can talk about all the games. How uh, are Le- started, what, what are your thoughts on how Leicester have started? They're third in the table, nine points. Well, after they pretty much did a shit show after lockdown, I was a bit surprised they even started this well but the, this time. But, well, they tricked us, right? They started. They, they lost their first game. We thought, oh... Oh, no, they didn't lose their first game. They won the three... Right, that's the other way around. Yeah, they beat West Brom. Oh, tricked me. Yeah, you thought, hmm, can they? But then they went to Man City and thought, yeah, okay, one five two, which was fine because it's Man City, and that's always sort of like a ooh, you know, okay. But then it's Leicester, and then you lose three 0 at home to uh, West Ham, and then it's like, okay, I remember, I see you, yeah. <laughs> I remember you, but yeah, yeah, and then and then you think. Lester, of course, fucking playing like this. You sold your best players. Why'd you get rid of Riyad Mahrez? And, like, uh, you did this to yourselves. They should, <laughs> they should, have, just, they should have just got relegated with Ranieri with dignity. Right. Yeah, Gone, they gone down dignity. on his sword. That's what we all want, yeah. Yeah. Like, he'd, he'd earned the right to get them relegated. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're just not enjoyable anymore, if they ever were. They're like this Norway-Serbia game. <laughs> Where do we see them finishing in the table? Are, are they gonna? Are they even gonna challenge for the Champions League like they did last season? Yeah. No. 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 Yes, from Jesse. Just, no, from Emma. Just no. outside. 
just outside top four. No, they will because they always take those annoying points. They do, and they do it in those aggravating ways. It's all right, Jesse. You don't need to talk about Leicester anymore. Talk to me about talk, you, someone you do want to talk to me about. Marcelo Bielsa. Leeds, go. He's just, you know I get annoyed when I have to like Argentinians, but I cannot tell you why he's so flippin' likable. Like, he's just, he's just so, (laughs) there's something about him that is so likable. And for right now, I really like this style of play that he's bringing. It's joyful. Can they keep this up and also still, like, survive, like, are they able to stay successful as a promoted team, but also keep playing like this? Well, people always talk about how Bielsa teams burn out, and we can get Emma to tell us all about how <laughs> that happened to Bilbao. But if you can get a team promoted from the championship without burning out in what is a much longer, tougher season, but sure, I'm sure. Out and also keeping this like sort of ultra high swarming sort of this frenetic style of pace you know it's it's the difference between like you're being successful but you're fucking managed by jose Mourinho, so nobody wants to watch you anyway and are you really having fun and you're being successful and you're still playing true to yourselves and playing you know whatever the bielsa style frantic pace is it sounds like Jesse. It sounds like Jesse isn't having fun, Emma. I think it's the key. Uh, Can you have your Bielsa boots and eat them too? Is my question. You know what it is? It's because he reminds everybody of like their grandpa. He's like he looks like a sweet old abuelito, right? It's, it's, it's when just... you see him after the game, a little bit wet because it's been raining, and he's sort of just got his head down a little bit. Yeah, he's and he's like just a... sort of there's no flash. The game's finished. I think like he's 100% your abuelo. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Do, you reckon, do you reckon anyone loves football more than he does? No, probably I not. think he loves football more than all four of us combined. Him and Jonathan Wilson. It's He is... No, the, I think Jonathan Wilson likes a lot of the stuff around football so he can be all statty and know okay, stuff. Okay. I think... I think Bielsa is purely about the football. I Bielsa is Bielsa, obsessive. Yeah, it's it's Galliano, where it's just like he loves football for football's sake, and if he has to watch, you know, the fourth league American Samoa team, he'll do it because it's football. Yeah. Do you yeah. think Ross is going to be annoyed that we've just spent the three minutes on Leeds talking about just Bielsa? <laughs> Not really mentioned Leeds once. Rodrigo, good job, Rodrigo. Well done. Beautiful goal. Nicely, nicely done. Yes. Your hair looks great. Did I do it? Emma, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Fulham. You used to live in Fulham. You, you, you I tell us all about it. I live in Fulham. Um, what a lovely neighbourhood it is. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's got that going for it. I mean, it's not even that, is it really, if we're honest. But <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's affluent. We can call it that. It is affluent, yeah. Um they're on course to concede like a hundred goals on <laughs> They're definitely going to do that. Uh, Eleven against in four games. That's they're definitely in for some damage. But Liverpool have also conceded eleven goals. So oops, I'm not supposed to talk about Liverpool yet. <laughs> it happens. Maybe, maybe they will both concede a hundred goals and both get relegated. <laughs> oh, dream a dream. Dream a dream. Is, does anyone have any hope? 
for Fulham. Scott, you were you, I immediately I said the word Fulham and you just started giving me the thumbs down side. <laughs> I did the Sheldon Big Bang Theory gif. You've already suggest you've already suggested that they're going to finish on less points than Derby. They haven't started the best, and they've got an owner who's more interested in the wrestling company he owns in Jacksonville, Florida. What about the American football team that he also owns? Also, yes. Nobody's Uh, interested in them. That's not even the people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not even the people in Jacksonville are interested in them. No, it's it's not looking good. You say it's a nice area. It's a nicer way end as well. I had a good time in the cold. Yeah, it's cold. That wind comes off the Thames though. Yeah, it's cold, Jesse. It really is cold. I can see you laughing. Well, I am only because I'm. I never know. Like Chris says, cold. And uh, then, oh no, no, no! Chris is cold. Chris is cold. Is like twenty nineteen Chris, Chris, degrees. Yeah. Chris will refer to twenty degrees as both cold and Ooh. too hot to exist. Yeah. So no yeah. proper cold. Like actual blizzards, cold. Like below freezing cold. It's it, no. It's like it's the wind chill cold because the wind, wind chill comes off the river. Yeah. Okay, I get a wind chill. Yeah. I'll give you that cold. I imagine it just ripping off the Hudson. <laughs> it's like that. Well done. All right. The only good thing that Fulham have got going for them is that they haven't spent as much money as they did last time they were in the Premier League. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And got horribly um, relegated and in financial trouble. And they don't have Andre Scherler playing for them. Well, there's that. <laughs> or John, Mike, uh, John Michael Sari. Oh, um, wow. Got a lot of... We'll say Lookman, Lookman looks a good sign-in. Does he? He looked, he looked all right when he came on. Yeah, he'll do that. He'll do that for about 40 minutes. That's enough on Fulham. Too much on Fulham. We'll go to the other, we'll go to the other side of London, Scott. Ca- carry us on with West Ham. We've just talked about their remarkable result against Leicester. They seem to be picking up form when their manager doesn't turn up to the stadium. Could working from home be the future for David Moyes? Remote remote working, like for us. Remote working. From, uh, for us lot who are working from home, who normally work in an office. Yeah, they should do that more often. Not for him to test co- positive for COVID, keep that away, but for him to stay away and give the job to... Or just keep him away from the ground. <laughs> yeah, just give it to Alan Irvine. Um, it's strange, isn't it? Their owners were like, we can't spend that much money in the transfer window because it was it it cost too much. But then they've just absolutely walloped walls and then dicked Leicester three 0 It's just strange. I mean, they have they have made themselves worse though. I'm I'm not quite sure under under what scenario they thought that getting rid of Felipe Anderson was a good idea. Is that just me? He's, I think is he might. not one of their best players? Mm, he sort of flitted in and out. I used to, I've probably watched a lot of him for Lazio, and he could have yeah. went, went to a massive club. Probably about two years prior, he went to West Ham. West Ham got him on the cheap. I think they're just trying to save wages and that. And just get him off the books for this year. I think it's a good deal for both both nice. parties. And uh, poor old Philippe Anderson gets to play in the Champions League for his Warriors. Yeah, plays in Portugal. What a shame. Emma, any anything to say on West Ham? Um, there needs to be something to say on West Ham. We've got another minute and twelve seconds. 
Um, it can't all it can't all be David Moyes working from home. <laughs> it's probably good for them that the fans aren't allowed to go, so there's no protests. Is that is that good? <laughs> and no pitch invasions, like what happened to Mark Noble a couple of years ago. But things have got could so it just bad be at West Ham. Has anything nice to say about West Ham? <laughs> West Ham have a weird yeah they have a weird existence in English football right because for quite a lot of people maybe a bit older than than us they kind of have this sort of almost everyone's old second team and then anyone else anyone slightly older just hates West Ham if they're not a West Ham fan and I feel that the age demographic is really playing out on this part to show that (laughs) So, a lot of people don't really care for West Ham. You know what they say? Their team basically won the 1966 World Cup. Yeah. Is that what, is that what you're angling God. for? That's it. What about West Brom? That's our next our next destination, Scott. One point. Should have been four. One point. Oh, sorry, should, should have been, been four. Oh, sorry, three. Because they dropped two against Chelsea, didn't it? That's they dropped only, two against yeah. Chelsea. But if they're going to drop two against Chelsea, like... They're terrible, right? <laughs> we talk about teams that have conceded goals. They've conceded more goals in their free, their, their opening four games in the, the Premier League than any other team. 13 conceded. Does That West Brom team doesn't score enough goals to be able to live with a defence like that, does it? No, not when you spend a, a bit of money on Branislav Ivanovic as well, and he's 36, and that's not really good for your defence. They really should have beaten Chelsea, shouldn't they? 3 and up at half-time, cruising nothing to worry about and then they just panicked as soon as that first one went in for Mason Mount you're thinking uh oh what's going to happen but it doesn't look good I think them and Fulham early on uh, pretty much everyone's tips to go back down Jesse where is it uh, Ivanovic the answer what's the question um, that he's older than me so should I take that as a win Right? Oh, no? we definitely, we definitely, we're definitely all at the stage where we want professional footballers who are older than us, right? Because it means there's still the, we can still live the dream. Yes, it makes us feel better about all our life choices. Um, there's, there's still a chance. If only I could just get discovered down Hackney Wick. Is the question why, who, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd retired. I believe is the follow-up phrase. Um. Does somebody Should, owe your father something? Shouldn't you be in China? <laughs> yeah. Or Qatar. Dro- there are places for you. And, <laughs> and it's not the Premier League. No. Or dropping <laughs> trophies. It might very well be the championship and you'll be there soon. Oh. Yeah, I had forgotten about him. So that was a fun surprise. Always nice to be reminded of old friends. <laughs> That's like how I feel whenever I see Gilfie Sigurdsson, but like in a nice way, like, oh, you're back. (laughs) I remember you. (laughs) Does anyone give West West Brom any hope of doing anything above finishing above Fulham? Above Fulham. Sure. Like one. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. One above Fulham. Significantly, no. And also, do we what care? About, 
Could they finish free above Fulham? That's what they really want. No, but I have a question. Do we care? Like, if it's a choice between West Brom and Fulham, is anybody going to that battle? No. No, they're not. Now we can talk about something you do care about, though, Jesse, because we're moving on to Tottenham Hotspur. Or do you care? I don't know. There might be a virus in the club that means Jesse's not willing to... Okay, I will say something very controversial, probably for me. Um, Lamella should have gotten a yellow card, and I am... A yellow card? He did. He got a yellow. And I watched it a million times, and on my um, BN Sports stream, they did not show it. So good, I'm glad. That was really dumb. Like, he hit first, and then falling to the floor like that was just like, oh, I forgot how bad Argentinians are at terrible throwing themselves on the floor acting. Thanks for reminding me, Coco Lamella. Um, so I hated that, but I loved every other part of this match. It was a joy to behold and a delight to my soul. And like, annoyingly, maybe buying some other players means that there's a little bit of a competition and your players decide to like, I don't know, play a little bit? Question mark? How, so how do you feel about this this newfound, it's not newfound, but it's very impressive Son Kane link up. Uh, the the assist that every assist and every goal is just. I, I mean, I don't think I can say it because I don't think we need that kind of rating on this podcast. <laughs> no, go on. You can say it. It's like Son Heung-min to Harry Kane is like orgasmic. Like it's perfection and it does things to the human body that is just it, like it should be bottled and sold and it's great and I love it and I love to see it and I love to hear it and it's delightful and I'm just pissed off that since we win we will not fire Mourinho but it's okay I will take it <laughs> Scott what do we think about the resurgence of Ndombele looks like Jose's got a bit of love back into him um, he's going to do that to someone else this season isn't he you just got to think of who, which player it is thank god he, that he has he has done it to him because he looked horrifically out of sorts and off form for parts of last season and it's good that he's now they're reaping the rewards of that this season because you've paid what fifth was it 50 million for him and yeah, something like that you don't want to lose that down the drain yeah just for, Emma, who's going to be jose's next victim Gareth Bale. Yeah. Gareth Bale. <laughs> oh. Oh. Expe- is that the most expensive victim of all? They keep going up in price. It was thirty million for Luke Shaw, fifty million for Ndombele, and now That's logical step, right? Didn't he Pogba? Yeah. Well, moving on. It's the North London rivals. It is Arsenal. What have you got? What have you got for Arsenal? Emma? Come on, you're telling. We've we've talked about this ourselves. You have to. Friends, friends who force you to have a bit of feeling for Arsenal. I know, yeah. We it makes they, us feel they signed Thomas Partey. It does make <laughs> us feel bad about ourselves. Um, they started pretty well, like surprisingly, which is nice. But it's it's it is funny how one like six hours after they said they didn't have enough money to fund a man being in a dinosaur costume. They had 50 million to spend on Thomas Party. 
it's very strange. So what have they got with their 50 million for Thomas Party? Come on, you can tell us all about him. Um, he's he's got a shot on him from outside the box. Um, he's strong. Well, <laughs> get rid of that immediately. Arsenal have yeah. no interest in that. <laughs> yeah. I think they've bought the wrong guy. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's really strong. He's a he's he's got good vision. He's good on the ball. He'll put a tackle in. He's he's pretty good. Scott, obviously, we talked about Meza Ozil mugging off the Arsenal hierarchy, and his uh, his PR team is better than Arsenal's PR team, which is got to be disappointing for them but surely Ozil's not got a lot on why doesn't he instead choose to go inside the costume maybe that's the next step if he's not in the squad it's his best chance of getting close yeah. to near the pitch <laughs> yeah it is because he's not got a playing future at Arsenal at the moment has he so the next uh, next portal call could be uh, hi I'm Gunnosaurus part 2 part 2 <laughs> Should we talk about how perfect Mikel Arteta's hair is? Always. Oh, I'm jealous. How does he do it? I don't know. Why I mean, hasn't he gone grey yet? Managing Arsenal must be like... <laughs> why, why hasn't it caused him stress? Do you reckon, do you reckon he uses just for men? Is he still not grey by the end of the season? Yes. <laughs> because it, it, it's it's very dark, isn't it? Yeah. There's no... no. <laughs> there's, not even, there's not even a hint of salt and pepper in there. No. No, and COVID didn't give him any grey. Like he is impervious. But yeah, all- Donald Trump could hardly breathe. Stood outside the hospital pretending to be a hard man, and <laughs> Arteta's, Arteta's just there with his hair slicked back, just like yeah, and what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, talking about Arteta, we can links us with our next our next team, Jesse, Manchester City. Are they disappointing with their start already? They're 14th in the Premier League. They do have a game in hand on most teams. They don't appear to have really... Have they strengthened their signings? And is it going to make the difference between their sort of... What many, including just our friend Justin, described as the most embarrassing title defence in Premier League history? (laughs) I do love how Justin never, ever... um hyperbolizes anything <laughs> <laughs> i'm also trying to find the link between arteta that was that was really good arteta he used to he used to be the assistant manager for manchester city god time has no meaning yeah. uh, i i kind of feel the way about man city that i used to feel about the brazilian national team in that they just have so the football's pretty to look at, but I don't like anything else about it. No, although, yes. Um, no, that, that like, we're all so used to them winning that even when they play like shit and they don't live up to it, you just expect that they will win the league, like, that they will win. So, like, you know, even when they fail to defend their, like, lead against Leeds, sorry, Ross, um, I, I don't know. In the back of my head, it's like, yeah, they'll be fine. But like, I don't know. They'll do something. Like, Kevin De Bruyne will score seventeen in two matches. And I, I, 
I don't know what that is, but if that's some weird like soccer stuff. They played mind tricks on you. Yeah. Emma, as our resident Catalan, can you tell us what Pep's thinking? You um, guys have got. You must have like an unspoken bond, right? Yeah, we. It's like a hive yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know what he, we're like the Borg. We know we know what each other's thinking all the time. Well, we're we're reaching unto uncharted territory for Pep in his time at Manchester City. Um, yeah. He famously at Barcelona wanted to burn it all down and rebuild and wasn't given the opportunity. Is that what he's doing here, or is this going to be? A final, na- a final disappointing nail in the coffin as he leaves to go manage Juventus. Um, yeah, well, it it started off quite disappointing, and they they didn't sign any defenders, which they really should have done. Actually, did well, they signed two in the end, didn't they? They signed what? Nathan Aki and Scott. Help us out. What's the name of the guy they signed from? Ruben Diaz. Oh, yeah. sorry, they didn't sign any good defenders. <laughs> there we go. I, I, I forgot sorry. the qualifier sorry. there. Um. Wow. That's it. So we're saying oh, well. they're in trouble. We're out of time. <laughs> luckily, luckily, guys, we can talk about Everton now, so it's all good. Yay! Do we want to talk about the best team in the country? I think yeah. we do. Yeah. I don't know, we should start us off for this one. Well, what is there not to like about the... the, the I'll reiterate, the best team in the country. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that, just so it's... Get that on record. Yeah. We all love Yuri Mina. He makes things happen. He, you can't say the guy isn't box office. He's a big fat dynamo. Yeah. Um. Any defender who's willing to let another an attacking player score by putting his his leg his leg between your legs and then simultaneously not make your centre half partner. <laughs> he's he's making it interesting, right? There's just a little bit of magic in every second. Yeah, but he makes up for it, and then he goes and scores a header and. James Rodriguez is apparently too good for the Premier League. Not not good enough. Who knew? Yeah, just wait until he settles. I know. And and you know finds how you know gets to grips with the Premier League and how physical it is and you know. Well, and we all have to talk about his what is it? Um, spicy Latin attitude. I'm sorry, <laughs> I have to go to Tunis and just. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't yeah. like. He didn't like the cold in Bavaria, so I'm a bit concerned that he hasn't looked at a weather app and seen what happens in Merseyside. <laughs> As people with the Latin blood, we all like to roll around on the floor and, and exaggerate things and, you know. cold. <laughs> Tango until we're warmed up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the real revelation has been, well, revelations have been... Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who's definitely a player who's always been good enough. Oh. <laughs> no backtracking there, is there? Always. always. I've always seen it. If anything, he should probably be playing for England right now. Is he playing for England right now, Scott? Oh, I don't know. I haven't got that game on in the background. I think it's because you don't have any... All your other players are quarantined. So This like, is embarrassing. I should know. I do like his fashion uh, sense, though. The flat cap. His fashion sense is always sound. We don't need to talk about the fashion sense. But, Scott... <laughs> Talk to me about how talk to me about how good Alan is because he has been my favourite. Yeah, he's um apart from the the injury he picked up, was that in the Carabao Cup? He's been Yes, but luckily supposed to be back after the international break. That's a blessing in disguise because that is money well well spent. Just think eighteen months prior, 
he could have gone to PSG for 80 million euros, but Napoli backed out because they couldn't find a replacement for him. So you got him on the cheap, and a year and a half later, you're reaping the rewards. Not, okay, not that's only, it. Uh, not only has is Calvert Lewin playing for England, he scored for England tonight. Of course he has. Why <laughs> wouldn't he? <laughs> You put him on the pitch, he's gonna score a goal. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's been a game. Has there been a game where he hasn't scored yet? I don't, I don't think there has. The man's just, he can't not score a goal. It's physically impossible. I believe the science is. I haven't looked into it. The science it, but, is all there. Yeah. <laughs> so, equations and stuff. Um, <laughs> so now, unfortunately, that's our time with Everton. So we can stop talking about the best team in the in the country, and we can talk about the most embarrassing team in the country. Who wants to talk about Liverpool first? <laughs> Ooh, wait, can we start Let with Emma. Let Emma go we... first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jurgen, so so sorry for him. Oh no, it's. <laughs> Do you know how I'm I sure feel sorry for? Well, right? I feel sorry for Roy Keane not having the opportunity to call him sloppy. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, oh. he threw such a fit about that, didn't he? That Roy Keane said that. They <laughs> and then look what happened. In the next game, they conceded seven goals. <laughs> guys, 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 guys! Best defender in the world, Virgil Van Dyke. What happened? Wait, he, he he got made a he got made a mockery of by a man who should be in a musical. <laughs> From a man who doesn't wear shin pads. It's it's almost like he's not actually the best defender in the world. Look at that. It's funny, isn't it? I mean, did... Remember all those times, um, like, a couple seconds ago, um, when all we were talking about was how Liverpool should sign better defenders, and they were like, "Mm, nah. And then... We've got Joe Gomez. Whenever he's not injured, he's going to be the best. I mean... You know what Liverpool needs? A defense. Do you know who's always, who's be, what's always better? The player who can't play because he's injured. He's always much better in the mind's eye of people than he is when he actually steps <laughs> on the pitch. Oh, this match was fun, you guys. Just fun. Thank you, Aston Villa. You don't have to do anything now. You did it. <laughs> Scott, what do, what do we think of Liverpool's start overall? Because as much as Roy Keane did call them sloppy against Arsenal and they had... A moment or two. Um, asked all you have to do is ask Andy Robertson. <laughs> that their overall performance against Arsenal was pretty impressive. They picked up nine points, but I mean we're not going to forget about this for a decade. We are going to remind we are going to remind Chris about this every week. There's a reason <laughs> this coup, there's a reason this bloodless coup happened, and this is why. So they should have lost to Leeds as well, though, right? Yeah, they. they yeah. As I said a couple of times to him, and I think it's gone in one ear and out the other, and he goes, yep, okay, if you go at them, they're there to be got. If you attack at them, that defence can cause can cause themselves problems. If you go, if you go at that defence and the backup goalkeeper who, if you shoot on sight, you're going to score goals. So, yeah, he wasn't listening the last two times I said that to him. So that's karma. Possibly five more weeks of that backup goalkeeper. Yeah. Yes. Because Allison's coming out to four to six weeks. No, oh, what a shame. Good, I subbed him out of my dream team. <laughs> um, their next game is away at Everton. If we go six points clear of them, 
I am. You are never going to be see me so jubilant in my life. Adam, you put in a call to Dominic Calvert Lewin right now, and you say, "Is your moment to shine?" He doesn't need the call. The, like I said, the equations speak for themselves, Jesse. The okay. science is all there. All they have to do is make sure Yeri Mina is pointing in the right direction, <laughs> and he's going to score. <laughs> Scott, talk to us about Newcastle. Oh, this could be fun. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, they're a bit like West Ham. Bit strange. I don't know if you you three agree. <laughs> their form: win, loss, That's draw, win. win. Yeah. Inconsistent. Play plays consistently inconsistent. Plays well Saturday night games. Their two wins this season have been away at West Ham at home to Burnley, both kicking off on Saturday night. Oh, is this like a, a homage to Chris? No, no, a, God a no. Game, if a no. game kicks off at a certain time, Newcastle will always win. <laughs> it's just coincidence. The science is there, as you say. <laughs> um, it's just strange. They had all that summer with the protracted takeover, which went horribly south. They bought. We did a podcast what three, four weeks ago saying they bought well. They had a good transfer window. They start well at West Ham and then they lose three 0 at home to Brighton. Yes, it's. I can see them doing like a West Ham, very inconsistent. Emma, we we did say they bought well. They they did they they appeared to yeah. buy well in the idea that they might have Eddie Howe managing them in February. <laughs> How do we feel about Eddie, Eddie Howe up north? Do you think he do you think he'd go for it? Well, he didn't like Burnley, did he? But we've also made up exactly. for We know because how we all feel about Burnley. That, right? <laughs> that could be that could be limited to Burnley. There's a lot of bad voodoo around there. <laughs> bad juju. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing consistent about Newcastle is their inconsistency. And they're going to be inconsistently, consistently good enough to finish in a sort of lower mid-table like position. Like fourteens. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is your life now, Dave. This is. Would you prefer this to relegation? No one would. No one else is answering. No, no one would. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of all that money you would lose. <laughs> I mean, Mike Ashley is still there, so there are. You got to take the rough with the smooth. But he gave them money, and they spent it. I mean. Callum Wilson looks like a great signing, and but you're and you're always taking a risk with a man with knees made out of sort of paper mache and cheese, twig, anything stuff found behind the sofa. Um, I'm really not sure how we're going to get through this next three minutes about Burnley. Oh, Should we just do a different? Thing? Should we just skip them? Yeah, like everybody say your favourite colour and right. Okay, no, we're just skipping them. Next okay. on the list, Sheffield United, who are annoyingly below Burnley in the Premier League. Are they? Yeah, they've well, lost... they're all on zero points. Yeah, they lost four out four. Goals scored. <laughs> yeah. Um... So have Sheffield United been found out, Jesse? Have they cracked the formula? And if they have. Is the person who cracks the formula now working on Dominic Calvert-Lewin's formula? Because if he is, we need to stop him. And this is what Christopher Nolan writes films about. <laughs> oh, no. I think this is an M. Night Shyamalan film, by the way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... Action- not a mu- again, not a musical. 
No, 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 not a musical. No, we don't do musicals about this. No, it's actually like McGoldrick is um, an alien and Calvert-Lewin is like a pod person from the alien. And there are more little pod people and you have to find out where they are before they hatch. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to work on protecting Calvert-Lewin. Yes. Oh, you must. What, I'll put my body on the line. What is Chris Wild, What is Chris Wilder going to do about protecting Sheffield United? Well, the question is, do Sheffield United have any other pod people or are they just like relying on McGoldrick to be like, oh, shit, we need an 89th minute goal. And he's like, ugh, this is why I was brought to this planet. Fine. <laughs> and is that going to be their season? Scott, <laughs> do Sheffield United have any more pod people? Is Ryan Brewster a potential pod person? <laughs> I really don't know how to answer that, to be honest. It's a lot of money spent on him. Um, I really can't answer that. I'm sorry, but... Emma, I give love, us something. I love that you think that um, McGoldrick would be so begrudging about... Yeah. Fine, I'll do <laughs> it then. Yeah. It's like messy doing it all over like again. He's coming out of like he's coming out of retirement for one last job. Yeah, there's another version of the movie where he like finds love with a human, and then he has to like, you know. So, actually... so is this is this the is this the plot for the Avatar sequel? Yes, <laughs> right. Why it's taken 15 years. Yeah, he, he actually so he finds love with um uh. Um, which one of the players know she's married? Um, who just went to play? What the hell is near Sheffield in the women's league? I don't know. Where is Sheffield? So he meets one of them and he's like, oh, she's a real girl. And then the, the women's player says, ew, pod person. And then they have to, they find love through soccer. And <laughs> it's like bend it like Beckham too. <laughs> Chris, they found love through soccer. What ha, what have they found in Brighton? Do you say Chris? No, I said Scott. What you think you said Chris? We both have a beard, and I love this podcast so much. We were talking about pod people and Avatar. <laughs> like, oh how God. am I supposed to remember people's names, Scott? Okay, I'm sorry I called you Chris. It's it's fine. But it's you're, fine. E- you're you're eating into Brighton's time now, and I quite like Brighton. So let's so do some, I. say some nice things. Me too. So do I. Why do you like Brighton? Because they trick me every season. The only, the oh, only thing just, I okay. dislike about them, for me being a Swindon fan, they beat us in the playoff semi-final, and it still hurts. I don't, I don't, I don't like Brighton as a club. I like this era, this Brighton with. I think they play really nice football under Potter, and they've got some. Re- I think they've got a lot of players who are better than Brighton, and if they got relegated. People would buy all their players. They've got a very good South American. Um, he's Colombian. Steven Alzate. I really rate him highly. Um, very good player. Very easy on the eye. Spent some time down here at Swindon a couple of years ago in League 2. So he's made a nice jump from League 2 to the Premier League in about 18 months. Um, yeah, we've talked quite a lot about them, haven't we, Adam? Saying that they're a bit reactive and proactive and good football. Look what they did against... Um, Newcastle. Emma, there was a tone there. Why shouldn't we like Brighton? Um, they. Why do I associate them with something to do with COVID at the start of the? Oh, they didn't want to restart the season. That's true. Yeah, them in Norwich. 
Yeah. I like them. I think they're scrappy. They're fun. Um, you know, they're like, I, I like they're watching. Just, I think they're enjoyable. They're not offensive in any way. No, they're really not. And, and is that I, the problem? No, but I yeah, kind of. They're there. Like they were promoted and managed to sort of keep a little bit of their character, and I I like that. Like, Br- like they're Bruno's club. I so. know if their game is on TV, I'm going to have an unplanned nap. See, that's that's Lester. Save the nap for Lester. Lester versus Brighton. We're just snoozing. No. So <laughs> what happened? You need to you need to be recording that for when you can't get to sleep. <laughs> I, I will next time they're on. Remind me. Yeah, and they're all on TV now, so you, we we can get them all. It's fine. Um, what what do we expect from a, a Brighton are just going to finish in mid table again, right? Sort of. Yeah. Not in the lower bottom half of the Premier League towards 12th. the top of, towards the top of it. Twelfth. Well, talk about a team who have aspirations of finishing higher. Scott, talk to us about Chelsea. Talk to us about our favourite, everyone's favourite Premier League manager. The prodigal son who loves to wear combat trousers. That was weird last week when we were talking about that. Um, Spent too much on players they really didn't need. Needed to sort the defence out and they by Thiago Silva I think he's a really good player but he's three years he was a really good player in 2014 (laughs) with no backbone if you watch the World Cup in 2014 you'll know why when they knocked out Chile on penalties Um, I really it's Chelsea isn't it they're going to find a way of he will find a way of this not working and then someone will have to come in and replace him in January. Jesse, what's Jesse, what's Gus Hiddink doing? Can he come yeah. in and replace him? Absolutely, I'll give him a call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Surely he's in China somewhere. They all sh- like they should be. Like he should be there with, uh, you know, Muzzy Facey, thirty-six-year-old. Um, what what movie sort of plot would Frank Lampard be best suited to? Ugh, Frank Lampard would be in the like knockoffs knockoff of that movie that Liam Neeson keeps making. Like, you know, my daughter was kidnapped and, but it would be like my, you know, def- like my defending line. Was kidnapped <laughs> and he couldn't even, my find ability it. to, my ability to manage a team against the counterattack has been kidnapped. That's, no, like, like <laughs> but you, don't, City, you can't kid, you can't kidnap something that never existed. Jesse, this is what would happen. Man City would come kidnap one of their players Frank Lampard would be like, I have to go rescue my player. And then not only would he not rescue his player, he would not make it back to the stadium on time. Which would be the worst movie ever. I think Pep Guardiola would actually be all right as a villain in a, in a film. He'd be great. He would, he would like... He's got a lot of... He's got a villainy... He could look like a villain, right? I think he would have a good time playing the villain. Frank, Frank Lampard would just be like, oh, oh, oh no, I can't. Where? What do you mean I'm not already the hero? <laughs> Pep, Pep looks like the henchman to Jose Mourinho's evil, like, criminal mastermind who has a layer. Why can't of they volcanoes. just get along ever? Think about what they could achieve together. <laughs> it's just what he looks like. But the person who's been running it all along is actually Judy Dench, who's been secret <laughs> charge. It's, of- it's actually Sean Dyche. <laughs> Played by Judy Dench. 
Or Judy Dench playing. Played by Judy Dench. Dench. <laughs> She's got the range. James Judy Dench. James Judy Dench. That's the name of the Moving on to our, our second to last, our second to last team is Southampton. Um, Emma, talk to us about Southampton. Well, they. <laughs> I can't forget Dame Judy Dench now. Um, well, they brought the Walcott back, right? So that's yeah, nice. the circle of life. A homecoming hero for them. Took a pay cut to go and do it as well. Isn't that cute? Did he? Yeah. That's nice. Um, He's all about the narrative, that boy. <laughs> He's just a good boy, team. isn't he? He's just like a good, He's, he's such a, a nice good young, boy. Yeah. Young boy. Wouldn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Except play football good. Yeah. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> Not even badly sometimes. Not good. <laughs> They're just another one of those teams that exist to me. I actually don't mind them. I think they're absolutely fine. And they'll just be somewhere in the middle. They'll be like, I don't know, 15th or something. Do you not think that they they have an, at least a, an interesting manager who tries to do something a little bit different, Scott? Uh, definitely. Uh, a lot better than their previous managers. Mark Hughes, um, he probably stunk the joint out. Ronald Koeman. Ronald Koeman. Apart from Pochettino, I liked Poch. Actually, Koeman started all right with Southampton, then Everton came knocking. Uh-huh. There will be no nice words said about Koeman on this podcast, ever. <laughs> Not today. Or ever. Never. Um, he's got Danny Ings firing, which is, which is good, because Ings, after his knee injury at Liverpool looked lost and needed help and he's got that now so that's a win-win for him and Southampton Danny Ings is a, a redemption story that every Hollywood sort of scriptwriter <laughs> wants to write about isn't it Jesse definitely starring um, Leonardo DiCaprio dating <laughs> um, a young um, Olsen twin See, you said that, and I was thinking he surely would be played by Gerard Butler in a movie. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I think we're going to have to write these up. These are great. Surely it's got to be Chris Hemsworth. No. 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 Needs okay. Where's, the redemptive, where's the redemptive quality in Chris Hemsworth's part? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, this you know. Is a, this this is a man be- who's been to rock bottom and come back again. It's Colin come- Farrell, yes. Yeah. He always plays that guy. Mm-hmm. Is Danny Ings on the rise? On, Danny Ings is like Alan Partridge is bouncing back. Is he bouncing back enough? To, is he bouncing back enough to, <laughs> to, to help, help Southampton remain competitive in the Premier League? Yes. Does he back, does do Southampton remain competitive without him? No. No, because they've got Che Che Adams is a good striker. They've got Shane Long and your boy, the returning Theo. So <laughs> young Theo to you, that yes. is. <laughs> As he will always be known. What was he thirty two now? Thirty one. Younger than yeah, he's younger than me, I think. Oh so God. young Theo. <laughs> right. Uh, Three minutes, our final team, Manchester United. Oh. Save them to the end. Get all the lows out. 
I mean, Jesse, are you allowed to laugh at them now? They sang Cavani. Well, I can laugh at them now. I I have okay. to stop laughing once Cavani and Palisti start playing. So I need to get this all out now. This team is just Eric Bailly and a handful of other people um, who have never, ever met each other before realizing that they have been thrust together on a pitch with a ball for some reason. The highlight of that game against Spurs was when um, Harry Maguire kind of pulled over his own teammate. (laughs) You're like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) So him, Shaw and Bailly, those three players in the clip, they all cost, I think it was over 130 or 140 million combined. Um... It'd be 140 million because a buy, buy and Shaw were both 30 million pounds and 80 million work for Maguire. Oh. Yeah. Dang. It's because they're managed by a guy who looks like a substitute teacher. That is true. That is absolutely true. Mr. Lundstrom. No, Mr. Lundstrom's a good substitute okay. teacher. Come on. Okay. Sorry. This is more like. Though. This is more like all the people when all the the townspeople have to be there. <laughs> Do you reckon, reckon Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could get his coat caught in a pencil sharpener? <laughs> <laughs> what if, though? What if... Uh, Staring at his sandals? That's a paddling. He gave, like, Paul Pogba a note that says, you are Paul Pogba, and then he just looks at it in the middle of a what? game? <laughs> I think I that he might... I that- do you reckon that that's what he did to Bruno Fernandes sort of around sort of February time, and it's worn off? <laughs> He just doesn't have a second move. He just like, <laughs> well, I did the note thing. <laughs> they said it would work. It works every other time. <laughs> he would, at, at halftime, he would leave the players in the dressing room. He would go to the local park and find those, like, that group of really committed youngsters. And then the youngsters would actually take the pitch for the second half. Ah, and I think that... I think that what would happen is the youngsters... You, that sounds like a TV show, a little bit of something like a TV show we used to have in this country when we were younger, but Scott Martin were called Redford Rejects. Rejects, yes. <laughs> um, but I, I like to think of the idea that he's going, like, sidling up to some kids playing in the park and then just starts to, like, pretend managing them and shouting at them and they're like, what are you doing, old man? And they just walk off. Just, just showing absolutely zero respect for a man who won a Champions League final. He'd come over to them and be like, um, that thing that you just did, what, how do you, what's that called? How do I, if I were, if like theoretically you had to tell some grown man how to do that, how would you do that? I think that like, I think he does the whole Michael Scott thing with some other people. You know when they have the managers that supposedly go and have a, have a drink after the game, which the, maybe yeah. they don't do anymore. Yeah. I like the idea of him just being there with like, like Pep or Joe, or Joe, so anyone and just being like, Explain it to me like I'm nine. Yeah. <laughs> but he takes now, ex- now explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> Playing this team is bad. <laughs> Ed Woodward is bad. Does anybody think that Cavani is actually going to make any difference whatsoever? No. None. Yeah, all- Jesse, I'll, I'll give you some extra. T- we've, we've run out of Man United time, but I'll give you an extra Cavani minute. Go. As much as I, like, love this man and his cheekbones and his perfectly defined pectoral muscles. He has not played in a in a full year? Fully probably more. Football, no. Ballet, yes. Yeah. Correct. Um so expecting him to come to a brand new country, to a brand new league, to a brand new team, 
and play is... Thomas Rodriguez did it. Hmm. Yeah, for what team? The best <laughs> the team best, in the land. The best team in the, in the, uh, the, best uh, team in the country, to be fair, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, and this is not a team that sort of integrates new players um, well. <laughs> so, I'm going with no. Although, nice for him to have little baby Polistri with him to have, like, another Uruguay in there. Are you worried it's going to go the other way and it's just going to encourage more anti-Cavani narrative? Which used to happen in this podcast until there was a a certain bloodless coup. Shocking. Yes. No, I think Felicity is probably going to be loaned out immediately, unfortunately. Um, And yeah, I think the only thing that I'm happy about with this is that Cavani will get more playing time so that he can get called up to the national team. That's it. And that's, and that's the and that is the end of your Cavani minute. Thank you so much. And that is around the nineteen teams in the Premier League in a couple of seconds on Burnley. So that's the Premier League in fifty-seven minutes and <laughs> ten seconds. Don't worry about the yeah. Don't worry about it. No, no one will notice. Do you reckon if we just done nineteen teams and not done Burnley, anyone would have anyone would have said, "Don't remember you doing Burnley." I think we should try that next time and see what happens. Next time. I'm just going to remove Bernie from the list. Yeah. Um, Right, so we've got a nice tight podcast. Chris likes to make fun of these because we always go on and on, but this is a tight hour, guys. So does anyone have anything else to add as the drugs wear off? Any other business? Can I talk about... This will be a brief two-minute about... No, no. No, we've got no more business. Oh, I was going to talk about Juve Napoli, but that was just a shit show. Uh, uh, we'll leave it this at is, that. This was this is around the Premier League in thirty minutes, in sixty minutes, Scott. That's all right. Where where can people follow you to see tweets about Juve Napoli? Uh, at Scott underscore Munro. Jesse, where can people follow you? At Jesse Loesch. And that's where basically, if they want to get in touch with you for sort of commissioning film ideas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. script editing anything like that musicals musicals yeah, yeah. I'm on it you've got re- what we're saying is you've got range <laughs> clearly could, wide range could you get <laughs> could you get a kickstart on Atlanta season 3 for us please or just for me because I love that show um, I'm going to get a kickstarter on you telling Chris about Childish Gambino oh god that was brilliant <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it <laughs> Can you also tell him about um, why it was inappropriate that the Barcelona account said that Ansu Fati was getting double teamed at seventeen? Yeah, he's just—he's just, too naive. He's too naive for this world. Yeah. It's too naive for this world. Um, so, famously, Emma, there's nowhere for people to appreciate your range. No, not but, on the internet no, at if least. If you're listening, Christopher Nolan, call me. <laughs> oh, we've got some ideas. <laughs> but you have to work within strict budgets. So you know, we're not, we are not flying a plane or driving yeah. a plane into a building for you. We're not doing that. No. Yeah. Wasteful. <laughs> cool. So, um, any if you want to catch up on any other of the, of the Man on the Post uh, episodes, you can get us on Man on the Post on Twitter, Man on the Post on Instagram. Jesse looks angry. Yeah, where can they follow you? I was trying to chat. Oh, they can follow me. Yeah, you can follow me at AdamSA101. It's all where all the good stuff is. Um, apart from that, I think we're all done, guys. 
So always remember to keep your man on the post.